The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. everyone welcome back to another episode of brothers on law zoom edition i'm rob mandel and i'm larry mandel and we just uh love being here on your saturday morning and thank you to debbie the mortgage mom for uh having her show right before ours right larry yeah that's right yeah good job debbie all right larry so i want to tell you something yep when i was uh when i hit a certain age i'm not gonna say what age it is I don't want to date myself, but I got the itch to get a motorcycle so bad. I was out there looking at the Triumph Bonnevilles. I love those mm-hmm. and the Harleys. I'm not a big mm-hmm. guy, so I wasn't going to get a big, a big Harley. But, you know, I, my wife I didn't, uh, wasn't keen on it. You know, she started to throw a little bit of a tantrum that I was thinking about getting a motorcycle. We had little kids at the time. She just thought it was too risky, you know? Well, what do you think? Of, yeah, a lot of people think like that. My first vehicle was a motorcycle. I remember. Yeah, the Yamaha. Yeah, and I loved it. And in those days, you didn't have to wear a helmet. I remember you going off. You were like 14 years old. And I was like, oh, I was 15, 15. 15 and a half. Yeah. You worked at Dale's Market. Yeah, I was a box boy. And that's how I bought the motorcycle with my paycheck. Yeah. And you'd hop on your little motorcycle and tool all over the valley on that thing. Oh, I loved it. God, I felt so free. But back then it wasn't, I don't think it was quite as crowded on our roads. No, and that's a big, that's a good point, Rob, because with more vehicles on the road, more of a chance of them not seeing you on a motorcycle. Yeah. I still kind of have the itch, though. My buddy, my best friend, has an all-black Triumph Bonneville with chrome everywhere. So it's black. The tank is black. Everything's black, but the chrome. And it is a sight to behold. And that that feeling of being on that motorcycle cruising, it's just a great feeling. It is. Yeah, I I get it. But, you know, audience, you got to be careful if you're riding a bike. You know, there's certain things you got to watch out for more so than a, a car or a truck. Yeah, you got to watch out for those cars and trucks, in other words. That's right. You know, I mean, that's the the cardinal rule that I tell anyone who's thinking about getting a motorcycle is, guess what? They don't see you. Mm -mm. They don't see you. Keep that headlight on at all times. Yeah. And you know why motorcycles are louder? Can you think of any reason why motorcycles seem to be louder than cars and trucks? I don't know that bikes are necessarily louder than uh, cars and trucks. Some of them are, you know, some of those Harleys have the big pipes that are designed to be loud. I don't know. Is that a lead in for you telling us why? Yeah. Well, and, and I don't know if there, I don't think there's any law on this, but motorcycles, most of them are louder than, you know, their mufflers are louder than regular vehicles. 
And that's so you can hear them. Ah. I mean, I, I live off of a, a main highway and I can't really hear the cars, but when a motorcyclist goes by, I definitely can hear it. So they're designed that way so that for safety reasons. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I that didn't makes know sense, that. doesn't it? It makes a lot of sense because you really can't see a bike, you know, unless you are a very cautious driver. And a lot of us are, and sometimes we all slack a little bit. And uh, it can be hard to, you know, just understand that there is this other vehicle there, you know, this smaller vehicle. You know, it's just it could be out of your consciousness for a moment. So what do you do if, you know, you are an avid motorcyclist? What do you do to protect yourself? Well, like I say, I would keep that headlight on all the time, wear good clothing, wear a good helmet. I would wear a full face helmet. On a bike, personally, I would recommend that to people. I see a lot of guys with these like caps and things like that, and they look kind of cool. But man, I shudder, Rob, when I see, let's say, a motorcyclist with the passenger on the back, and let's say it's a a lady or with you know shorts on and no protection yeah. for the legs. Oh man, because if that motorcycle goes down, it's going to be serious road rash. Have protective gear. Got to wear the protective clothing, too. I like that. And, you know, also, um, you know, a helmet camp, God, that's going to be, you know, if you're in a crash, that might be the, the whole difference between whether or not the other person's at fault, you know, and establishing it by having that helmet cam. They always try and blame the motorcyclist. You notice that, you know, a lot of people just have a, I don't know. Going like too a, fast, you know, changing yeah. lanes you know, abruptly. Yeah. They want to say it was the motorcyclist's fault. There's like this natural bias against, you know, the guy on the bike, the person yeah. on the bike. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people resent, they get all wound up over the motorcycle passing them while they're stuck in traffic, traffic's moving slow. And there's that bike lane splitting and um, going by them. Some people get all upset over that, but guess what? The bike's allowed to do that. That's legal. Yeah. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. From all of us on the Brothers on Law show, we want to give a big thank you to these sponsors who we've partnered with to help honor our local heroes and groups for going above and beyond for their community. We'd like to thank Ralph's, Whole Foods, Target, and Chipotle. Thank you for all you do in our community. Cam is saying to us, our listeners don't see Cam, but she's like waving at us and she's got someone on the phone. So, okay. Who do you got on the phone, Cam? I have Paula from Pasadena on the line, and she has a question for you guys. So, okay, let's hear her. Here she is. Hi, Paula. Hi, Robin Larry. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So, this is a little tricky. So, I bought my boyfriend a motorcycle. Okay. And yeah, I registered into my name to, so that I can get the insurance, get it off the lot. And of course, he wanted to write it as soon as he got it, as soon as I gave it to him. 
but he got into an accident. He was drinking a little bit. Oh. He wasn't the registration or the insurance, and it was his fault. Oh no! Yeah. Well, if you are the registered owner in the state of California, your liability is up to uh, $15,000. However, if you have insurance, now I wasn't clear, Paula, did, did you have insurance on the bike? Yes, I, um, I, I had insurance, but he wasn't on the insurance. I see. Right. Was it a single? I mean, you said that he was at fault. Was he involved with another vehicle or just he laid down the bike or something? No, he was involved with another vehicle. He, he hit a vehicle. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Your exposure would be up to $15,000. Okay. As a registered owner. Okay. I think your insurance comes into play. You know, be careful of the insurance company trying to say that you'd already passed title. You didn't pass title to your boyfriend at that point yet, right? No. Nope. I hadn't passed title or anything. All right. So, yeah. So as a registered owner, you have liability, but the coverage should be there for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. Is your boyfriend okay? Yeah, he's okay. Luckily, you know, he wasn't going really fast. And the vehicle that he hit, he, he hit it as it would stop. So it wasn't too bad. And, uh, but he's fine. He's Paula, fine. did he have any prior motorcycle experience or this was his first bike? Um, no, he had prior experience, so he knew how to ride, but I think he just misjudged a little bit. So yeah, practice riding, you know, when you get a bike practice first, before you go out on the open road, you know, here's the thing. Uh, first off, you need to have a motorcycle endorsement on your license. I can't remember what it's called an MC one or, mm -hmm. but, um, does he have that? Um, I'm not sure if he has that or not, but he's been writing for a long time, but I don't know if he's been writing legally or if he just kind of wings it. So. Yeah. Well, tell him not to wing it. Tell him to go. If he's an experienced writer, I think they literally, it's like a five to 10 minute deal where they make you steer the bike through some pylons and, and do a couple other little quick maneuvers. And then boom, you got that endorsement on your license and you're a legal motorcycle rider. So there's that. And then also tell this guy, please don't drink at all. Not even one little sip when you're riding a bike. It's dangerous enough out there on a bike. Yeah. You know, people think, oh, I'll just drink a little. And they think they're invincible. And then something happens, you yeah. know. But then when something happens, it's going to bite him, you know, pretty good because he'll be automatically deemed at fault if he's been drinking in most cases. Okay. And then he could lose his license you know, if he was over the uh, legal limit. So, but it's just not a good idea. Oh my goodness. I didn't know what to do. So thank you so much for- You're welcome. You're welcome, Paula. Oh, wonderful. Thanks for listening. You have a great day. Thank you. So, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're going to get a bike, you have more responsibility than a car, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. Because even though the car is a much more dangerous weapon, you have a responsibility to yourself on that bike to be extra, extra careful. And that's what we've been talking about, you know. And so you don't want to be, even have a little, little sip of beer, I don't think, because you got to be wary on a bike. You got to know that truck may not see you and may change a lane into you. You got to know that car uh, making a left turn 
that's, you know, facing the other way may not see you at all and they turn directly in your path. The car, truck versus motorcyclist, who's going to win? Forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. Hey, so going back to the lane splitting. Yeah. It, California, it's vehicle code section 21658 for anybody who's interested. And it basically came in effect in 2017. And it specifically says that you can lane, as a motorcyclist, you can lane split. Let's say you're on the freeway and you can go in between lanes and that's legal. Right. However, there's some gr- certain guidelines and actually the highway patrol put out a manual for, you know, safety guidelines when you are lane splitting. And some of those okay. are as follows, you know, you don't want to go more than 10 miles an hour than the rest of the traffic. But it's, but, yeah. but wait a minute now. So that's a guideline. Yeah. So when they're lane splitting and you're, let's say you're going five miles an hour on the freeway, the motorcycle goes by you at 40 and, you know, he's sharing that lane with you and maybe kind of going back and forth a little bit. Is that legal? You know, I, I would suggest this, Rob, that if you're going that fast, it's still a violation of the vehicle code for unsafe speed for the conditions of the roadway. Regardless, right. Is that hard and fast, though? I don't know if that's hard and fast. It's probably a judgment call by the officer. But if, if you're going that fast past what? traffic, it's not a good idea because you got less reaction time. So you're putting yourself at risk. What if it is an officer? Well, that's a different story. Is he in the course and scope of his job? Well, I probably can. I can't tell you how many times I've been stuck in slow traffic and a row of motorcyclists goes by me a lot faster than 10 miles an hour faster. And the guy in the front is a cop and there's three or four other guys following that cop because, you know, he's doing it. We're doing it. I, I don't know. If so, but it's not black and white that that's illegal going, you know, uh, more than that 10 miles per hour. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't think it is black and white, but from a safety standpoint, don't go too fast. Let's face it. What else you got, Larry? Well, you should avoid splitting lanes near on ramps and exits. Makes sense because people are getting off the freeway, getting on the freeway. Yeah. Um, You should, just like a bicyclist, you should wear bright colors. So, the, you know, you're more visible. That's really important. We, you alluded to that earlier, Rob. I did? Yeah. Well, you were talking about that the motorists don't see you. Oh, that's true. I don't think you're ever going to see a guy on a Harley wearing <laughs> you know? a lime green fluorescent uh, vest. Maybe a lime green helmet. Something I don't know. where you're more visible. Maybe a guy uh, on one of those little ninja bikes, right? Yeah, those... Those little ninja bikes are not, you know, they're fast. Yeah. 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 So, and then there's the four R's, and that is be reasonable in your writing, be responsible, be respectful, and be aware of the roadway. Okay. Because that's another issue. And we've had motorcycle cases, Rob, where the roadway and the design of the roadway or the construction of the roadway played a role in the motorcyclist being injured. Oh yeah, I have I have a case like that right now. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, that's a, a claim against a governmental entity. Can be. Yeah, I mean, a case against the city or Caltrans or something like that. Right, and right. those are actually you know for statute of limitations, it's normally two years if you're in a motorcycle crash, but against a governmental entity like the city, there's a six month time period to put in a claim. Yeah, that's a whole nother show. Yeah. We should do a show on government 
entity yeah. claims claims against the city or the county or the state or even the federal government that's that's even more different but we should do a whole another show on that have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. Do you need help feeding your family right now? We all know that schools are closed, and some kids rely on free or reduced price meals at school. Visit fns.usda.gov slash meals for kids to find a grab-and-go meal center near you. They are offering two grab-and-go meals for kids. Again, please visit www.fns dot usda dot gov slash meals for kids four is the number four and let's make sure all the kids are fed i want to talk a little bit more about what rights the uh motorcyclist has that are a little bit different than what a a, a person in a car would have so we're talking about lane splitting. for instance yeah and you were giving some guidelines on lane splitting. Are you done with your guidelines? The only other thing is you've got to expect sudden movements by the other motorists. So if you're lane splitting, you know, somebody may not see you might be in a blind spot. That's why you don't want to go fast too. And they yeah. can just make an abrupt lane change because they're frustrated with being stuck in stopping okay. traffic. I got to tell you about my case. Is it? Isn't that called defensive driving? Absolutely. And more so okay, than so. <laughs> I like that, you know. That's Yeah, I mean, you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. I think that that what you were talking about Rob about the draw, the what people are intrigued about motorcycle riding is the freedom and you get some freedoms by riding a motorcycle sure. versus a car lane splitting i mean we sit in traffic and that bike whizzes by us mm -hmm. and we're like i wish i had a motorcycle yeah. right now <laughs> absolutely but there are some up right and i mean i don't know i don't drive i don't ride a motorcycle i've ridden on the back many times but you don't use typically ride in the rain correct correct do you ride in the rain I don't think it's a good idea to ride a bike in the rain, um, but some people have no choice. Common sense says no. Yeah, some people—that's their mode of transportation, and that's it, man. But yeah, I wouldn't. If you can avoid it, definitely would never ride a bike in wet conditions if you can avoid it. Right. So, can motorcycles? This question I had before: um, Can motorcycles use the HOV lane? They can. Yeah, you could be a single a single rider on your bike and you're allowed in that HOV lane, you don't need a sticker like a car would need if they're, you know, if let's say they have an electric vehicle and they have that sticker, they can be a single occupant and get into the carpool lane, the HOV lane. But a motorcyclist anytime can be in an HOV, a carpool lane by themselves and no stickers or anything like that, perfectly legal in the state of California. That's a big plus. Let's That's a it. big plus. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, we were talking about rain and I had a case with a motorcyclist. It wasn't a big bike. 
And actually, the uh, client was a uh, sportscaster at the time, and he is um, going off the freeway. The freeway is um, it's the roadway's wet, and he and it's a single motorcycle accident. And he drops the bike, he fractures his leg, and it's, so it's a serious accident. And the question was, was there's something wrong with the bike because he had taken it to be repaired in service maybe a week before the crash. And so we investigated the case and it was interesting. We had, we needed to have it looked at, at a motorcycle shop. And this was a small motorcycle, but the shop that I knew of, uh, one of our clients owned a Harley shop. So we brought it to the Harley shop. It was kind of comical because there's all these beautiful custom made Harleys. And then you got this little motorcycle that we're analyzing to see what's wrong with the bike. And it turned out that when the um, client had had the motorcycle serviced, they had taken off the wheels and they put the wheels back on, but they put them on backwards so that the tread, because there's a certain direction that the the wheels have to be for the tread to grab onto the roadway. So they put it on wrong. And that was our case against the the motorcycle service center. Yeah. So that's another tip. Yeah. Is make sure your bike's in good riding condition. Gosh, really. And I guess you can't necessarily trust everyone who services your bike, but maybe make sure you bring it to a reputable place that's going to fix it correctly. That's right. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. We know this is a scary time for a lot of people, but we want you to know we would stop at nothing to get justice for you. This is Rob Mandel from the Mandel Trial Lawyers, and I'm here with my brother Larry. And yes, the Brothers on Law Show here on Go Country 105. With the experience you need, we are still actively litigating cases. So if you've suffered from a car accident, bicycle accident, or a serious injury of any kind, Call us for a free consultation today at 818-886-6600. Even if your small business has suffered due to the closures, we can help. Mandel trial lawyers are fully operational with remote depositions and court appearances, so there's no reason not to seek justice, and the Mandel trial lawyers will fight for you. So call us at 818-886-6600 and stay safe out there. Now, brothers, I have a Mandel message box question, which has <laughs> probably been my favorite question we've ever gotten. All right. I wanted to ask a question before we got there real quick. Does your insurance coverage need to be different when you ride a motorcycle than driving a car? That's a great question, Rob. Well, here's how I would answer that question. Legally, no. You can hop on a bike with $15,000 liability insurance only just like you can with a car. It's an absurd thing to do, though. It's a crazy thing to do. Now, a lot of people, again, they have a bike because that's what they can afford. They're going to buy that minimal coverage because that's what they can afford. And that's that. Why is it crazy, though, Rob? Because if you're injured on a bike, um, more often than not, your injury is going to be very serious. If someone hits you when you're on a bike, you're exposed. You don't have anything to protect you. And, um, you know, we've seen some really, really heartbreaking 
outcomes on these motorcycle accidents. So um, the idea that I would recommend to people is to beef up your liability coverage and at the same time, beef up your uninsured motorist coverage. They, they go hand in hand. You can't get more uninsured motorist coverage than your liability limit. You can, you can have less, but you can't have more. So let's say you get a $100,000 liability and you have $100,000 uninsured motorist coverage. It's going to be a little more expensive than obviously 15 grand, but it's worth it on a bike. It's just worth that extra protection in case the car, you know, in case you get hit by a car and they don't have that adequate coverage on that car. Right. And that happens quite a bit. We've had cases like that. And it, as you as the motorcyclist, you could check to see how much it's going to cost. The difference is not going to be the same as an automobile. So you want to check out, you know, how much the minimum coverage is versus, like you said, 100000 It may not be that much. Right. Hey, let's hear the message. Okay. And I think that was a great answer. And that was very clear. And it, it told everybody what, how much coverage is at least, you know, appropriate or minimum um, to protect yourself. So I think, thanks for that information, brothers. Sure. So this is from Barbara from La Cunada. And it's a really funny question, but I love it. Uh, Barbara states, for the past four Halloweens, some horrible kids egg my car and toilet paper my house. This year, I had cameras installed. And once again, they egged my car and toilet papered my house. The egg damages my paint and I've ha I have to hire help to remove the toilet paper. Oh my can, God. Can I, I, I maybe this lady's a principal. I don't know. Yeah. But can I go after the parents of these awful teenagers? <laughs> the short answer oh, is, man. I think there's a, a limit but you can go after the parents. They're responsible for a certain amount. Are they? I've not heard that. Of the minor child. We'll have to check that out, but that's my understanding. Under like a homeowner's policy or something? Yeah, and the law actually has a, a parent liable um, for the acts of the minor. Okay. Uh, up to a I didn't amount. know that. I thought yeah. parents were not automatically liable for the acts of a, of a minor, but we could look that up. But, but certainly... You're liable if you have uh, improper supervision. So if they can show improper supervision of these kids, which may be, you know, pretty easy to do if we're talking about teenagers that are out late at night and the parents don't even know where the heck they are. Right. And it says she has video of it this time. So she yeah. knows she has proof of who these kids are that are doing it. Yeah. The thing is, the kid is probably covered under the same policy as the as the parents yeah. would be. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I personally want the kids to clean it up, um, make my front yard look sparkly and great and give them, you know, that, that hopefully the parents would punish them accordingly. But yeah, Kim. I'm also worried about the car because when the egg hits that car, it, you may not have to, you know, repaint it. Right. So, she says it damages the yeah. car. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a right of being a teen to go out and toilet paper someone's house. Have you, you know? ever toilet papered someone's house? Oh, I'm sure I did. Yes. And our egging, house has been toilet paper yeah. too. But egging a car, that's a different animal. Egging things, throwing eggs at things or people, that's, that's wrong. 
that's not good. Toilet paper. I mean, we, we TP, you TP someone's house. But then part of the ritual, I think, was going back the next day and cleaning it, too. You know, so I don't know. In this time of COVID, toilet paper is like gold. <laughs> right. Don't waste the yeah, toilet don't paper. Don't waste that toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think you guys need to wrap it up and tell everybody how they can reach you if they have legal questions about motorcycle accidents or you car know, I, crashes I, I did want to give one little quick anecdote on those um head cams because i had a case where a lady pulled out of an hov lane directly in the path of a motorcyclist and i'm sure this gal would have denied the whole thing but he had it on the the head cam and it was he got badly hurt but it was on his head cam and we were able to, to solidify liability that way so those head cams are important like yeah. harry said yeah so all right again, like the car uh crash episode we did video is the best witness yeah. it can be yeah all right so if you've missed any part of this show and would like to hear our previous shows go to youtube brothers on law or itunes if you have a legal question or show topic call us leave a message at 800-310-7113 mm -hmm. hey and stay tuned for custody queens coming right up after us yeah a big thank you to all our listeners please stay safe out there we look forward to being here next week on saturday at 8 a.m on go country 105 and remember go ahead cam cam oh thanks let the scales of justice tip in your favor The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.